Thank you for listening to this episode of the sports page on the Peak One Sports Network. I'm Ashton Nix flying solo today. Chris Robb is out. Uh, be sure to follow us on all of our social media platforms at Peak One Sports, also at Sports Page Radio. Be sure to subscribe to the Peak One Sports YouTube channel and follow us however you listen to podcasts. Now, last night was the NBA Draft Lottery, one of the bigger lotteries in a long time, uh, all because of Wimbenyama, Victor Wimbenyama. Oh, man, I'm going to get that name down by draft day. I'm sure of it. We were calling it, or a lot of people were calling it, the Victor Wimbenyama Lottery, which, of course, the Spurs won. Um, most people had it had no doubt that whoever won that lottery was going to pick Wimbenyama with the first overall pick. Just a, a generational talent compared to Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, LeBron, the the best draft prospects since LeBron, maybe even better is what we're being told. Um, I saw a lot of people on social media last night uh, not liking that the Spurs got this. They say it was rigged. Um, although the, the Spurs had the best chance at getting it. At least they were tied with the best chance to get that number one overall pick. 14% chance. Uh, tied with Houston and Detroit. Now, I don't necessarily think that uh, it's rigged. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to say that. The NBA doesn't have doesn't benefit from uh, Wimbenyama going to San Antonio. I mean, look, San Antonio is a small market in the NBA, but they have, if you want to call it, a, a legendary franchise there. I mean, they've ever since uh, 1999 when they won their first championship, all through the early 2000s, winning championships, winning 50 games every single year for 20 years maybe more um, and now for the last few years they've kind of been irrelevant ever since Tim Duncan left I mean the only reason there is some relevance there is because of Greg Popovich as their head coach and I think they would stand to benefit from uh, Wimbenyama going to the Spurs that's that's one of those franchises that uh, is really really helps the NBA. I mean, probably more than, I mean, you're looking at Detroit. Detroit does have that history in the NBA. I mean, Houston is a big market team. I don't think to worry about it. Uh, I mean, you saw a few years ago with the Zion Williamson draft that people, some people were up in arms uh, that New Orleans had gotten had gotten that pick and um, it was right after Anthony Davis left New Orleans and that uh, the NBA was kind of protecting its its franchise team because they were worried that they might have to relocate because I think New York had the best chance of getting uh, the number one overall pick back in that draft uh, but this is this is a big deal uh, this isn't just your average draft whether you think Wimbenyama is the next LeBron James, the next whatever. Um, you you look at his size and stat. You look at his stature, his stats, everything. It, 
it's hard to compare him to anybody, but it's something we've never seen before. But if you believe that he is a sure thing, uh, then this is very much a very big draft lottery. Now, being uh, the closest to a sure thing as you can get is is what it seems like. There's not very many analysts that are even questioning uh, Wimbenyama's uh, talent. He's obviously a great talent. He's seven three. Uh, ridiculous ball handling skills for somebody that tall. He can shoot. Uh, he can dunk. He can play defense. He, he has it all. Uh, he's dominating over in Europe and France right now. Um, it's it's just, it's probably uh, one of the greatest European basketball players that are going to come to the NBA uh, right now. I mean, at least since Luca. I mean, right now that's what people are saying. There's no shortage of hype. Well, well, first off, the Spurs will be keeping the pick, and they'll be taking Victor Wembanyama. I can assure you of that. Victor Wembanyama is the singular greatest prospect in NBA draft history. He's maybe the best prospect in the history of team sport, according to the people he talked to. <laughs> As you can hear, that little comp uh, compilation. I mean, slow down, maybe? I... I don't know. I'm not a basketball scout. I haven't watched enough of Wimbenyama. All I can go by is what I see in highlights, what I hear. Um, but maybe you're putting too much pressure on him. Maybe you're setting him up to fail a little bit. Because at this point, <clears throat> if he doesn't play for 10 plus years, uh, pretty much multi-year MVP, multi-year all-star, he might be looked at as a draft bust. I'm I'm not sure what uh, what level he needs to be at. He's already already going to go number one overall. There's uh, there's the standards with that being that pick, having that label, and now you're being compared to LeBron James and Michael Jordan. Uh, we can see with the whole LeBron James Michael Jordan uh, argument that. Is it even fair to LeBron? I mean, he's clearly the best player of this generation, most talented. Now, if you want to go by uh, Steph Curry has beat him in the uh, in the finals more, that he's uh, Michael Jordan 6-0 and in the finals, undefeated. Go back and forth all you want. I don't care. Regardless, LeBron James is the best player of this generation. I'm not comparing him to other generations. I don't think that's fair. That's, that doesn't even make sense. Uh, it's, it's a fun argument to have, but there's no way you can even compare, uh, Michael Jordan's era with this era. That being said, if you don't compare LeBron James to Michael Jordan, he just looks like one of the best players that ever played. And, and I think that's okay. Now, if Wimbenyama doesn't, uh, achieve more than LeBron James has in statistics and championships, uh, does that automatically mean that it was a bust, that his career was a failure? What, with, uh, what level does he have to make it to, to be looked at as a success? Uh, I'm a Mavericks fan, so let's take Dirk Nowitzki, for example. Most people look at his overall career as a success. He only won one championship. He was looked at as a soft. Uh, 
before he won that championship. He won the championship with basically no other all-stars for that year. Uh, an aging Jason Kidd, a six-man, and uh, Jason Terry. He led that team. Now, if he would have come uh, out of Europe with the hype that Wimbenyama is having right now, you would look at that career and just think, I mean, outside of Dallas, you would think that was a failure. Now, rightfully so, Wimbenyama should have a better career than Dirk, barring injury or anything ridiculous happening. Um, but it's a lot of hype we're putting on him that uh, is it's not going to be hard for people to start questioning, was it a bust? Was this the right move? Um, you, he's plays professional. I mean, he has that experience. Luka Doncic, the same thing. He he came in the league, uh, having pretty much played for four seasons of professional basketball since he was 15 years old. Now, Wimbenyama probably hasn't played to the same level of competition as Luka did when he was uh, playing in Europe. But it's clear if you just look at any of his highlights, man, it's. To see somebody that tall that can do everything, um, it's it's kind of ridiculous. I mean, it reminds me a little bit of Shohei Yotani that he can pitch, he can he can hit, he can do everything. And, and I even thought with him coming in, I'm like, there's no way he lives up to that hype. And I think Yotani has surpassed that hype when, he, when you're compared with Babe Ruth. I don't know. Can Wimbenyama handle that pressure? Uh, San Antonio may be a good place for him to go. It, it is a basketball town. I mean, they have expectations. They've won a few championships. It's really the only professional, major professional sport in the city. Uh, but it's probably better for him than if he would have went to New York, or Los Angeles, Boston. But, I mean, just looking at him, Though he's very tall, very skinny and lanky, uh, kind of reminds you of Chet Holgram. Um, the last year's sure thing, uh, not not nearly to the level. I mean, you don't compare these two, but it makes you think, it makes you wonder if there's going to be an injury concern. I mean, there hasn't been, but history tells us you really tall guys, uh, their bodies are going to break down quicker. Um, especially when they're skinnier. Um, but we know he can handle the ball. He can shoot. He can play defense. We see him dunk. We see him make some ridiculous moves. Uh, some experts say in three years, he could be the best offense and defensive player in the NBA. Again, in three years, if he's not, maybe he's an all-star, maybe he's a top 10 player in three years. How do you look at that? How do you look at... Uh, compare that to other players just because he's played so good beforehand before he made it to the NBA. He has the hype. Not, not sure how well you were going to compare. Uh, this is going to work comparatively, but we'll see. I mean, he keeps being called a uh, generational talent, which he probably is. Uh, we don't, hold that term lightly at least I don't we're talking about LeBron we're talking about Zion Williamson coming into the NBA and um going back to that injury concern you have Zion he's uh 
let's just say it, he's having issues staying healthy. When he does play, he, uh, I guess you can say he's living up to his hype. He's putting up the stats uh, outside of, you know, his mentality going into uh, this past season, or it's still this season, but the regular season when he has a chance to to get his team in the playoffs. He says he's 100% healthy, but he's not all mentally there. He was criticized a little bit for that. and You wonder if players like LeBron, uh, uh, KD will will do that sort of thing. Um, but really, coming out of college, those are the only two recent players that were looked at as generational talents. I mean, there's a lot of surefire number one picks you knew coming out. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal was one. He clearly lived up to the hype. Yao Ming coming out of China. Um, but of course, he, he was tall too. He had issues staying healthy. He only lasted, uh, what was it, seven, eight years? Not even near that many years uh, being an all-star, being a great player. Uh, when you talk about injury concern, you go with Greg Oden, Kevin Durant, that that draft when um, you were told it doesn't matter who you pick first, you're going to have a winner. And Greg Oden goes number one overall to Portland. Kevin Durant goes to Seattle now, Oklahoma City. And uh, we all know how that turned out. Greg Oden could not stay healthy. That that may have been, um, I mean, clearly a worse case than uh, Zion, because because Greg Oden the the NBA hit him hard. Uh, and I don't remember how long it was before he was out, but he was out really quickly. Kevin Durant succeeded. He was. Uh, I mean, you can have your opinion about Kevin Durant moving teams. Uh, his emotional state sometimes, but Kevin Durant is a great player, one of the best that ever played the game. Uh, Luka Dantage had this hype, uh, not the generational talent hype, but we all know he was uh, one of those top picks, and I think technically he was the number three overall pick. Or no, he's the number one overall pick, but traded uh, from Atlanta to Dallas and really became the number three overall pick. Uh, but he's lived up to the hype some, at some uh, some level. I mean, he's been a ridiculous player, one of the best that's ever played the game so far for his age. He's only 24. And uh, now you have to, you know, kind of move move past that. You just have to win a championship and things like that. But uh, Ben Simmons was another one looked at as he's number one overall pick, surefire thing. He's He's going to be a great player. Um, started off pretty good, had, had a lot of talent, but then, uh, more of his attitude, his will, uh, will to play came into context. Does he even want to play this game? Um, that, I mean, there's a lot of different aspects that go into that. Like Wimbenyama, he has a talent. Can he stay healthy mentally? Is he all going to be there? Is he going to be, uh, uh, a player that jumps ship that wants to chase championships. Is he going to be um, loyal like Dirk uh, Dirk Nowitzki was? Is he going to go from team to team like James Harden does, like Kevin Durant does? Is he going to be a locker room problem? There's no evidence of that. Nobody thinks he will be, but 
uh, Kyrie Irving coming into the league, nobody thought was going to be much of a locker room problem. Um, there was a lot of hype around DeAndre Ayton coming out of Arizona. I know uh, he uh, he was picked as one of those top players, I believe, in the same um, same draft as Luca. He's done okay for the first couple of years now. That's kind of uh, now you're kind of wondering. I know he he gotten out of Phoenix, went uh, signed a contract with the Pacers. The Suns matched it, so he came back to Phoenix. And uh, there was a lot of talk like he didn't want to be there. And you know, if if you're working somewhere, I mean, whether you're an athlete or uh, a salesman or secretary or whatever your job professional job is. If you're somewhere you don't want to be, I don't care if you're the best employee in the world, your performance is going to lack. Your will to be there is going to lack, regardless if you're getting paid favorably or not. Uh, so if you're a one out of 10, you're a 10 out of empl- a 10 employee, maybe you go down to a seven. If you're a four employee, maybe you go down to a two if you don't want to be there. Uh, <clears throat> this just happens. You, you have to, you can't just say DeAndre Ayton or just any player in general is a problem um, because they never, they didn't perform. Um, Anthony Davis coming out of Kentucky. He was thought of as possibly a generational player. He's definitely overhyped. I mean, I say overhyped. He was definitely hyped up a lot to be a surefire uh, success in the NBA, which for the most part he has been. Um, Obviously again, there's, there's injury concern there. Tall, skinny players. Um, pushed his way out of New Orleans. Like we mentioned earlier, the New Orleans gets the, uh, uh, wins the lottery that next year to get Zion. Um, Anthony Davis is just one that you just saw, uh, saw last night in the, uh, in game one of the Western conference finals, he goes off, scores 40 points. Uh, he still has that talent. He can do that any game. But game in and game out, he struggles sometimes, whether it's with injury, whether it's with endurance. Uh, he has trouble. Now, I just went off a list of there. Uh, the list I just went off of is about 50-50 on uh, whether the players meet the hype. Obviously, LeBron did. It's still early for Zion. It's still early for Luka. Uh, probably early for DeAndre Ayton as well. Uh, get him in a better situation. He might perform. Um, but we talked about Ben Simmons. Anthony Davis, is, I think, has lived up to the hype. He just has trouble staying injured. It's it's uh, or Staying healthy. Keeps getting injured. Uh, like I mentioned, it's nothing compared to what Greg Oden went through. Um, and then obviously Shaquille O'Neal. And Yao Ming is, is a different... Different situation. I mean, he didn't win a championship in Houston, but uh, the seven, eight seasons he was there, I would not look at as uh, a failure, but he came out of China with with uh, a lot of hype, a lot of expectations, and he met that there for a few years. But it's just, just with really tall guys. I mean, we're going back to Wimbenyama. Seven foot three. There's never been a player in the NBA seven foot three and up to play more than a thousand games, uh, which again, that's 11, 12 seasons. It's not, 
that's that's not like in and out of the league really quickly. Um, and whether or not you go down the list, there uh, you don't necessarily have to say it's because they're tall and their body couldn't handle it. Uh, there hadn't been a lot of all stars that tall. I mean, outside of Yao Ming, he might be the the tallest player with that much height before Wimbenyama. And his case, yes, it was his body couldn't keep up. Um, it broke down very easily. We'll see what happens with Wimbenyama. Um, I agree with some of those clips I played or I played earlier. I don't think there's any way if you're the Spurs that you can't pick him because there's nothing saying that uh, he shouldn't go number one overall. There's nothing saying he's not going to have a successful career. Uh, whether you think he's going to live up to the hype I, or not, I don't know. But you can go down the list at players that weren't taken. Um, say uh, Michael Jordan didn't have the hype that Wimbenyama has, but Michael Jordan went after Sam Bowie. And that's the one we remember. You don't remember the ones necessarily, or they're not. Um, the teams don't take the hit as much when you have a player who, you, who everybody agrees or thinks is going to be a hit. Uh, and they take him and he's not. You look at Ryan Leaf. Nobody blames the Chargers at all. You blame Ryan Leaf. Or not necessarily blame him, but they, you think his failure's on him, uh, which is other factors, you know, obviously on Ryan Leaf, but uh, that's not what we're talking about here. Uh, so if the Spurs take Wimbenyama and he just, he's a good player, can't keep up, whatever, maybe major bust, uh, I think it shows, it kind of grounds us and shows us in future years on how we should and shouldn't hype up players. But nobody looks at San Antonio and thinks that's a bad pick. However, San Antonio doesn't pick him. Um, Wimbenyama is going first overall no matter what. I don't think San Antonio picks anybody else. Uh, but they theoretically could trade out of that spot. But if San Antonio doesn't take Wimbenyama when they have the chance and he goes on to to fill the hype, be the next... Uh, LeBron James, or insert Hall of Fame player. I've I've heard him comp to so many different players, but it's hard to comp him because uh, of his size and stature. There's there's never been anything like this um, with his level of play. But if he lives up to that hype, you uh, you're gonna look at one of the worst decisions in modern sports history where the, the Spurs did not take him outside of if they were able to get somebody else who ended up being a Hall of Famer. So uh, I agree with that because there's a lot of uh, PR you have to think about when when you're a professional sports team. It's not always about what's necessarily best for the team, uh, which picking Wimbenyama at this point is. But it's going to be looked bad upon in the future when unfortunately this happens, when players are hyped up like this, when, um, when you take players and put them on these pedestals, whether they deserve it or not, um, I, it kind of puts a target on their back. It, you're going to have <clears throat> that pressure being the number one overall pick, being the most hyped player since LeBron James. Um, when you when Wimbenyama, assuming he's on the Spurs, whatever team he's on, when he you know those home games are probably going to sell out for the most of the season, if not all the season. When he goes and plays on the road, those games are going to be sold out. 
um, the Spurs are probably going to play on Christmas Day now when the schedule comes out next year. They're going to be put on more primetime games. Whether or not they're that great of a team yet, they're going to be put in those situations. So Wimbenyama is going to be thrown right into the mix. He's going to be uh, on primetime games. He's going to be looked at as an all-star. If Wimbenyama isn't the rookie of the year, isn't an all-star his rookie year, then questions start. Media starts probing him on stuff, stuff he's probably has never dealt with uh, in France. I mean, tell me what, uh, tell me what y'all think. Go to uh, at Peak One Sports Network. Go to um, at Sports Page Radio. Go to our website, Peak One Sports dot com make sure to follow us on all of our social media platforms make sure to subscribe if you haven't subscribed yet go ahead and hit that subscribe button go ahead and follow if however you're listening to this podcast right now if you're not watching on youtube go ahead and hit the follow button right now guys thanks for sticking it out with me in this episode of the sports page Be sure to tune in to um, all of our episodes, uh, all of our different shows here on Peak One Sports, the leadoff on Saturdays, the Bungalow Sports Show every Monday, and be sure to continue to tune in to the sports page. Thanks, guys.